0: Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe there. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, or more likely, Ole Miss every day, right? All right. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. We are continuing our season preview with the Tulane Green Wave today. And Tulane... They have some stuff to be really excited about what's going on with their program. They're, they're, they are they're they they went to an access bowl last year, beat the USC Trojans, and that has them in New Orleans really excited. And they're not used to a lot of success in football. They have a lot of success in football. The last time before last year that they had huge success was like 1998 or something like that. And I'm excited for them. I, I'm, a, I'm a Tulane fan when it comes to Louisiana schools. I love the angry wave. It's one of my favorite mascots in college football. I like the green waves. So whenever I talk about this game, this game is going to be very important. There's some certain things that Tulane needs to get going to continue the success that they've had. There are certain things that Ole Miss needs to be wary about. And we'll talk about where Ole Miss sits on the schedule and what ESPN FBI thinks about. Now, the main thing that they say for Tulane is to get that pass rush going. The defense has a strong starting 11, but third down stops weren't always there. And the secondary was so good, it, but it could be even nastier. Obviously, last year's bunch did something right, but life could be a wee bit easier. It just might take a little bit more pressure to make that happen. So apparently they're they're trying to deal with a third-and-long type situation. Tulane didn't come up with a sack and register um, four tackles for loss in the first meeting with UCF, a 38-31 loss. Um, That was John Rice Plumley, I think. In the AAC Championship, they had six sacks, nine tackles for loss, the D got behind the line in the lost to Southern Mississippi, but did not come up with any sacks either in that defeat either. Um, seven times the defense came up with multiple sacks. Six of them were double-digit wins. To go crazy with this, since 2014, Tulane is 12-0 when coming up with five sacks or more. No joke, it, the SEC deals with this all the time. The SEC is a line-of-scrimmage league. We understand this. Now, the one thing you need to understand about the Tulane Green Wave is Ty J. Spears has gone pro. He is the best pro, pro prospect that the 2 Green Wave have produced since probably Matt Forte, okay? Really good prospect. But you also need to realize their backup running back, Cameron Carroll, has gone to the Florida Gators. The Green Waves needed safety help right away and got it from a few terrific transfers. Pettiskell should be the most impactful, especially against the run. Fifth year? Veteran made 197 tackles over the last four seasons with three sacks, 17 for loss, and 16 passes broken up. He'll be a stat sheet filler. T.J. Spears was able to take on most of the rushing workload last year, but it would have been a whole lot easier if Cameron Carroll was around too. The tough back who ran for over six yards a pop and 12 touchdowns in 2020, and was good in the rotation in 2021, got hurt right out of the gate last season, was done for the year. With Spears gone, it would have been nice to have had Carroll around. Instead, he'll be a good part of Billy Napier's running back rotation. That's important because TyJ Spears, a generational player at Tulane, he is gone. Carroll was the guy that would step up to do that. So now we, we have questions about that um, backfield. Now, they do have Michael Pratt. They do have some weapons. And this is one of the most well-coached teams that Ole Miss will face. And we'll talk about that in just a second. All right, their key game is the Ole Miss game. Let's not assume the Green Wave will rip through the AEC without breathing hard. But if they're really that good, they should be the favorite in every game this season but one. Ole Miss is the moment. Last year, the win over Kansas State turned out to be a really big deal. And this year, it's when Lane Kiffin's bunch comes to town. Win this, and then the talk of something really special happens. Like what happens if Tulane goes through the year unbeaten, can start up, lose, and that's it for the college football playoff. But you can still reach the um, Access Bowl, New Year's Six. Now, This is a very key thing. This is the first time Ole Miss fans will have gone to Yulman Stadium. It's a 30,000-seater outside in New Orleans, which means it's going to be about 170 degrees. They're probably going to run out of water in the second quarter. Do not drink and tailgating because you will get dehydrated and it will burn straight through you. But also this game will be their Super Bowl. They're already talking about that. They're already talking about how this can be the the difference maker in their season. They're talking playoff and New Year's Six and stuff that I I just don't know if it's there. Like I said, Michael Pratt's a good quarterback. But I I know they're going to come jazzed up. And I know they're going to come ready to play, just like they did against USC. So it's going to be imperative for Ole Miss to play clean that day. You're going to hear me talk that week about Ole Miss needing to play clean. No penalties, no turnovers, no things like that on Ole Miss will be absolutely fine. This is a game that Ole Miss should win. That's the other thing about this. Now, this is an absolute trap type game where something bad can happen. I do not expect something bad to happen. Now, if you look at 2 line schedule, they do open with South Alabama at home. Then they get Ole Miss, and then they go to Southern Miss. Now, if you look at some fun stats... You see that opponents um, were penalized 74 times for 609 last year. Tulane 56 for 48. That's about five penalties a game. Again, well coached football team. First quarter scoring Tulane 113. Opponents 37. Again, well coached football team. And punt return average 9.9 for Tulane. Opponents average 1.1. Well coached football team. Willie Fritz does a fantastic job down in New Orleans. And it's honestly. It's good for me to see Tulane going through this. They, they deserve to have a high-level football team at Tulane because in my whole life, they were essentially Vanderbilt, New Orleans. Um, the ESPN-FPI has a 72% chance that Ole Miss wins this game to a 27% chance that they lose it as well. And you, depending on which thing you see, Ole Miss and Tulane might be right next to each other in preseason rankings as people are going. Now, I do think J Spears was the difference maker. I think he was an unbelievable special player. I do like Michael Pratt. I do not think Michael Pratt is Bryce Young or somebody like that. He probably makes some plays. He ran the ball pretty well and went over 100 yards against USC. But he was like 9 of 19 throwing the football against that secondary that Utah just absolutely carved up before that. So that is something to keep an eye on as well. If this game gets pear-shaped, it probably is Ole Miss running away with the game. I think if Ole Miss were to drop this game, it's a messy, sloppy game. In the middle of September, Ole Miss has three or four or five turnovers. Um, Tulane capitalizes Wednesday, 27 to 24 type football game. That's what I think happens if Ole Miss loses. But if Ole Miss wins, and when Ole Miss wins on this situation, because I do think Ole Miss is going to win this football game. I do think Ole Miss is going to do the things that they need to do to pick up a win at Tulane. And they'll start off the season 2 and 0. When we come back t- tomorrow, we will talk the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and the long awaited trip to Oxford, Mississippi for Georgia Tech. We'll even talk about that a little bit. We did a video last summer about the almost Georgia Tech game and how this game that week is going to be the f- fulfillment of a fight and the reconciliation of a fight that has been 60, 70 years in the making. It's absolutely bizarre. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On on Miss podcast your first listen every day. Um, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Dayers, We're going to try and get John Wayne Oliver. We're going to continue our schedule previews. We're working towards SEC media days. I do want to thank you all for tuning in. You'll do a fantastic job. Um, and this is just a ton of fun as well. But until tomorrow, everybody have a happy 4th of July. Be careful shooting fireworks and with your beer and swimming and all of that stuff where bad stuff can happen. Be careful doing that. We'll see you tomorrow. Hottie toddy.